morning, everybody. <laughs> Now you Welcome. sound like you're from Texas. Coming from Colorado, America. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why I do that voice when I'm imitating Francis. <laughs> Welcome hey, to I, uh, another episode of the legendary, yeah. undisputed, heavyweight champ podcast, <laughs> The Making Sense Show. Wow. <laughs> the Making Sense Show, you know. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. Jay here. Kay here. And yours truly. The one and only Francis. Since he can't funny. say his full name, and I've got my finger stuck in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Everyone have like, a good week. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, not you bad know? actually. Not yeah. bad at all. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah. You know how it goes. Mm. Same old, same old. Why not? Yeah, side new role. Oh, see. How's yeah. that coming? Huh? Good, 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 good so far. Good. Some interesting stuff. Yeah. That I can't talk about. Ooh. Pam or con- nah, still contracting. I, I think I'll do that for at least another year until yeah, yeah this time next year. Money's too good, man. Isn't it? It's too too legit to quit, man. I don't know what you're on about. Man. I'm, I'm still a poor man. <laughs> too um, legit to quit. Yeah, until the IR thirty five rule change, <laughs> I think I'll try and stay in contracting. And then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, life's good, man. Good for some. So, it's not good but it's still, here, a lot still here on the salary, bro. Anyway, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Plus, this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay then it's my favourite word I don't care I'm not like I'm not going in, in it. my vocabulary is yeah, I was just about to say for, 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 for guys for, 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 get out of here <laughs> <laughs> get out of here man anyway cliche I'll be the bigger man and let, let Jerome be Jerome man. I'll be I'll be the bigger I'm not going to retaliate you act like you've got a choice <laughs> okay the guys the good book says to turn the other cheek therefore I turn the other cheek pause so this week we are talking about Uber versus Lyft. We are, we are, we are, we are. Yes. So Which we're going to talk about um, the stocks perform since it's going public. Yeah. Oh, Does it are? matter that these firms aren't making money? All of that stuff. Yeah. All of that I stuff. We're going to talk about times when we use Lyft when we should have used Uber stuff like that. No, not quite. No. Ah, okay. Cool. Uh, but yeah, so this has been a topic that's been on my radar for a little while. Um, on WhatsApp group, I mean, in particular. A couple of guys were talking about it. Uh, John's one of them, actually. Um, and yeah, I think over the last couple of weeks, as I've started to look into it, I thought it would be an, an interesting episode. I've realised how kind of significant it really is. Um, this event uh, for both companies and for transportational mobility as a whole. So I think it's a very, very massive topic. You know, this connotations from a tech point of view. So I don't think we'll get through everything that we could do today. I don't think so. Uh, but you know, I do have an episode in mind looking at how tech shapes our personal finances in the future. Uh, shout out to Andrew from Redesign Podcast. I think he'll be a good guest on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'll do my best to you know go through a summary of what's going on. But yeah, I won't be covering everything. But yeah, it's some interesting times I think. Okay, cool. So, so who's doing disclaimer? That's yeah. Oh, okay. I'm doing disclaimer. Okay. So yes, this is my favorite part of the episode, guys. Uh, this is not financial advice, nor has anything we have ever said or will ever will say or going to say on this episode uh, meant to be financial advice. Please consider your objectives, your options, uh, your risk tolerance, everything. Consider everything before you invest. If you don't feel that you are well equipped enough to do it yourself, don't be afraid to seek uh, professional financial advice. Just right. go go there for, on an informed basis. And yes, please don't do anything just because we've told you so. Nothing in here is advice. We're not registered financial advisors. Word. Cool. So, word. So, uh, could you give us a very precise and short <laughs> summary of Uber and Lyft? Uber and Lyft. So both, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Francis. So both are headquartered out in San Francisco. Um, 
Uber came first, I believe. They they started in 2010, so they've been going for nine years now. Um, main differences between the two of them. So Uber came first, uh, and I think they were more targeted at higher the higher end market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyft started a couple of years later and were aimed more at the lower end, and that's that's when Ubers did. Because I think what well, I we remember we got it later in America, right? Yeah. But when Uber first came out, it was just expensive cars. And then by the time we got it, we had like, you had Uber X, Uber XL. You yeah. can pick what kind of price car you want. Mm-hmm. I believe that was a reaction to Lyft entering the market. Um, so yeah, Lyft came in aiming at lower end market. Then Uber said, okay, yeah, we're going to do different types of cars. You can get an Uber executive, you can get a normal car, you can do pool, all that kind of stuff. Um, main difference between the two companies, I would say, is a couple of things. Uh, Uber are worldwide. So they're here, America. They... They failed in China, but they have a partnership with another company. They okay. failed in Russia, but they have a partnership there as well. And they had issues in Spain. So, interesting quick story. A couple Last year, in fact, when I was out there with John, there was actually a protest against uh, Uber and another company called Cabify, where the local cab service, are like our black cabs, mm-hmm. pretty much parked, if you imagine, the whole length of Oxford Street all the way down to Holborn. They literally parked all their cab taxis on that car, on that road for like four days. So the the only way to move around the town was either by taking bus or these like or, or bikes basically, and we ended up getting these electric bikes. Were pretty cool, and funny enough, Uber do that kind of service now. Um, they all that's a big thing. That's a, a growth market for these kind of ride hailing mm. uh, firms. Um, but yeah, so they're in different countries. Uh, Lyft are mainly in North America, so America and Canada. Um, another main difference I would say is Uber have had a lot of issues publicly, mm. so they're. Uh, former founder, uh, oh no, their founder yeah, and Tra- former CEO, yeah. Travis Kalnick. Is yeah. It? Um, yeah, many, many issues. Uh, there was, you know, from sexual harassment to breaking laws and rules in various countries that they operate in. So generally they'll go and operate and, and do so without getting the necessary regulations and signing off on things. And I think it's from the basis of if we go in and, and the people love us, then the government will be forced to bend their rules around us. If we make everyone's lives easier, it'll be harder for the government to now come in and say, we're banning mm-hmm. you. Happened there, even in London. Exactly, that's what they did here, uh, and they lost their license here. Now they're currently on probation after a, um, a kind of you know a b- backlash from the public, mm-hmm. and I was part of that, right? Yeah. Don't take away my Uber, but then when you read into why they may have been banned, you start to think differently. You know, they're a company that have been accused of sexual harassment, racism. Uh, they've broken laws. They've sti- they had issues where they had to have a settlement with Google over autonomous vehicles, where they basically were stealing trade secrets from the or accused of stealing trade secrets um they privacy there's been issues around privacy they have something called godview where pretty much they obviously they have all our locations right mm-hmm. and they i think i don't think they showed who the people were but basically on a map they showed everyone's location saying look these are all our customers basically and this is where they are and people kind of said that's not good that you have what else could you do have, yeah. with that information and also um they've been used they've been well accused of um targeting certain government officials so you know you have the term you're blacklisted yeah they had something called gray listed where basically if i was from a government uh body and i tried to order an uber it would act as if there's no ubers around even though there's loads because uber's not supposed to be operating in these countries Ah. so they don't want me to know how active uber are if i go in there and say okay i'm going to try and order an uber and there's a million cars around me oh hold on we told you not to be operating here that's why are you and that's what they were doing so basically long story short or to summarize they've not been seen to have operated in the most ethical of ways and it and there's a lot of concerns about the power the data they have which i think everyone's waking up to the amount of data we feed into the internet 
and the fact they've used it in probably some would say unscrupulous ways so there are concerns about them as a company and that is why Travis was kind of ousted out and they have a new CEO now uh, by the name of Dara can't say his surname and it was such a big deal that when they went public there's a thing where uh, a ceremony we have to go and ring the bell or something like that at at the stock exchange Mm. and he wasn't allowed to be a part of that despite being the founder building it to a very I think the new guy's only been in for like a year and a half so what Uber is today is through him Him, and his other co-founder uh, but he wasn't a part of that um, that kind of ceremony. And, and the f- you know what has been said is they've had to do that to show the world that, look, we are a different company now. Mm. You can trust us. And but I, I kind of, well, he, he got basically, he got asked to leave, right? Mm. Yeah. So I think it would have been more awkward if he came back. Yeah. Just yeah. to ring the bell, though. No? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But he was there. He was in the room. He just yeah. wasn't on the stage. Okay. Um, Lyft um, to go back to them their their reputation seems to hasn't been as tainted even though they did have their, their, their uh, drivers went on strike recently so that's another story mm-hmm. Uber and Lyft drivers went on strike yeah, even did. in the UK Anderson Lee on Wednesday yeah Anderson Lee had a strike as well so it seems like an issue in ride hailing in general uh, and I'll get onto that in, in down the road but yeah their kind of proposition is we're trying to you know get people into Uber or get people into our Lyft cars so they don't have to own cars so we can get more green spaces and they're trying to come from a very eco-friendly point of view uh, and very driver-friendly. So that's in, in their S1 which is a document you have to produce before you become a public company. So I kind of skimmed through both of those. Um, they they make reference to the fact that they're on the side of the driver and they, they're here to make the driver's lives better and blah, blah, blah. But yet the drivers are striking so they can't be that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't, not that I've seen anyway, no major scandals with them. But so in general, Uber and Lyft, very similar companies. Uh, Lyft only operate in North America. Also, they mainly focus, they only focus on ride hailing, whereas obviously Uber do various other things. So Uber have got Uber Eats, which many of us would have used. Yes, we um, that. They're doing bikes and scooters, which is another kind of thing that's being trialed in many different countries, being received differently. Um, I think that needs to be fine-tuned. Uh, Uber Freight, where they're going to be, you know, big shipping between mm-hmm. countries, yeah, and Uber Flight as well. So yeah, you, in the future, you'll go and get into an autonomous flying vehicle. Is that the private jets, or no, it's not private jets. It's going to, oh. from what I've seen, it's going to be like a little mini helicopter that's okay. autonomous, driven by itself, and you grab that and go to wherever you're going. Um, and that's kind of, if, in my opinion, where the interest and investment, or why there's so much interest in investing in this company, because right now it makes no money at all. Um, and that's pretty much it. So they're both ride-hailing companies. Uber does other things on the side. Uber is much bigger as well. I believe their market share in America is around 60% versus a Lyft's 30% or something like okay. that. Um, and yeah, so Uber is just a bigger version of Lyft, essentially, and, and is more wide-reaching. So that's what I'd say in terms of a summary of the two. Okay. <clears throat> Following on from the news this week, why are IPOs important and why do com- companies do them? Cool. So companies IPO essentially, and you can back me up on this one. Okay. It's to raise money, right? Essentially. Yeah. Um, so do you wanna yeah. do you wanna explain what an IPO is? Because some some people might not. Cool. So an IPO is an initial public offering, and if you remember back to crypto days, so you had ICOs, which is initial coin offering, mm-hmm. and all it is is the first time that the shares are being made available to the public. That's mm-hmm. all it is. You can get investment privately. And because of that, you don't have to issue so much in terms of reports. So mm-hmm. how you're making your money and your inner workings, you don't have to tell the world. Mm-hmm. You kind of only need to tell the people that have invested in you. Um, Uber, and the re- reason why this is so significant, because Uber is what's known as a unicorn. 
which is a private company that has over is it a billion billion yeah over a billion dollar of in, in investment and imagine so, that's down so, on them reporting right yeah so go ahead so. yeah no no you're right they've raised one billion yeah yeah they've raised one billion in terms of investment and that's seen as quite significant it feels like there's more of them these days or is that is, no there's still less there's still less. yeah yeah because ah. yeah. that's that's another thing i, I hear the term a lot that's the reason why yeah I that, but uh, films like uber left etc Remember, they're one of like 500,000. Mm. The other 419, we will never hear of. Yeah. That's the thing. We only hear of the successes. The successful so we unicorns. we think there's more than there actually are. Mm. Wow. There's not that many of them. No, no idea why they're called unicorns, but essentially, yeah, it's a private company. As in they're everything. rare. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm, the rarity. Yeah. Um, Even I. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So I need a new podcast. We will not so accept I, I bullying behavior on this Anyone that needs like another, I don't know, I can come on every now and again. <laughs> like, you know, I don't need to be there all the time. Anyway, sorry. Um, so I was on, had a different train of thought. Anyway, what was we talking about? IPOs. IPOs. Yeah, so essentially they do it to raise money. And it's the first time the shares are made available to the public. So there's some more regulations and more formalities you need to go through to do so. Um, because the public are seen as more vulnerable investors than some of these uh, investment savvy private investors. Anyway. Um, so why they're so significant is just because of that. Because where these are such big private companies... And so much money's been privately pumped into them. Um, the world pays a lot of attention to them. Mm-hmm. So when they become public, it's like, okay, has all this money that's been invested? Is it going to be? Are these people going to get their money back? Is it going to be worthwhile? It's interesting to see what the public thinks of a company compared to the private investors, and so on and so forth. So it just seems like there's more rigor around it when you become an, uh, an IPO. I don't know what's your thoughts on that, Francis. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of more rigor, and it's also scrutiny because. Mm. Um, let's just say a year ago before when uber was a private company and all these scandals or year and a half whatever um there was that wouldn't have impacted their market the the value of the firm Mm. right there's there was no kind of element of reputational risk because i don't know let's just say sexual harassment okay those private investors excuse me to say they don't care as long as uber's making money money, what do they care Mm. now that they're in the public eye Sexual harassment comes, the it, stock is going to take a dump, yeah, yeah, yeah 10% yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because the value has gone down, but it's just the you might have uh, reputational investors that are aware of reputation or whatever. Yeah, so you might have course. pension funds or u- university endowment funds that will say you can't invest in a firm where the board has had any so and so issues. Mm-hmm. Something like that happens, they're selling out very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. So that's one aspect I would say. That's and interesting. It, and it's a lot more work in terms of PR mm-hmm. because anything that happens on the outside will impact your stock. Yeah, if you're, you're private, now selling to the public, right? Actually, so you yeah. need to have public relations. So it's you know it's actually changed mm. when 50 years ago, most of companies their their primary aim was to li- become listed at some point. Okay. Now there's more companies delisting. Yeah, didn't Elon Musk say he wanted to take uh, Tesla yeah, private? Yeah, yeah, but and I suppose I it's mean, f- that one I know yeah. that was questionable, <laughs> <laughs> but um, in general, yeah. So and is that basically to get more control and not have? Yeah, and it's also it's yeah, easier to raise money now, whereas fifty years ago IPOs was the main reason to uh, raise money. So you can okay now so there's all these private rounds. Money. Yeah, like a private banker at J.P. Morgan, they have these networks of and a company needs a new startup needs money they have people in silicon valley looking for anything they can present to yeah. their guys so it's a lot quicker to make to raise money and that was the thing uh, another kind of uh point that was mentioned around these two companies that they don't make money and the only reason why they're in existence is because silicon valley's invested shed loads of money into them so it's 
you know, are they a viable business and should you as the public be investing in them? And I think, I'm not saying yes or no, I just think you need to ask yourself some questions and know why you're investing in them and wh- how you think your value is going to come about. That's what I'd say. But yeah. Cool. So that's um, IPOs. Um, why these two IPOs were quite significant is Uber, in any case, a massive company, uh, ubiquitous over the world. So, you know, the world was looking at to, you know, at them to see what um, was going to happen. Um, Lyft, it was expected, I think, that Uber were going to go first and Lyft were going to yeah. trail them, but Lyft managed to get out first. Yeah. Um, which caused an issue for Uber. But they, they had to postpone it because of those things you mentioned. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. So how have the stocks performed since going public? Not good. No? <laughs> not good. So yeah, you would have seen, uh, we posted on the Making Sense uh, Twitter page, uh, the performance of Uber anyway. But to give you a quick rundown, so Uber were, were priced, so the initial uh, of public offering price, the IPO price was $45 per share. Um Leading up to this IPO, people kind of thought the range was going to be between 40 to 50, um, even higher than that at some point. I think with the recent scandals and whatnot, they had to reduce it down. And that's something I heard often that, um, you know, they already had to reduce down uh, from, I think it was like 60 per share. Or so. I think in, in the market cap they were going for was 100 mil. Then it was reduced down to a range of 80 to 90 mil. And so basically, I think $40 per share would give them around 80 mil market cap. And that's just the total value of the company. A fifty dollar per share uh, price would have given them around ninety million. So I can only assume around sixty would have given them hundred million. Very bad math, very quick math. But anyway, um, so they they came out forty five dollars per share, and I think they're trading now at forty one and a half. I, I just know they they lost. The close, I think close to eight percent. Around eight yeah. percent. Now to me, and that's so that was going to be a question for you. So yeah. So long story short, sorry I could have made that a lot quicker. The initial price of forty five. Um, after the first day of trading, they were now trading at 42, so they lost. And from what I've seen, that's quite rare for companies to, you know, f- to, to finish the day below their initial price. Uh, and, and for a company as big as this, uh, as old as this, that's also surprising. Um, but is that figure of 8%, how do I know if that's See, how bad that I is? I would actually say that drop had nothing to do with Uber because everything was down. And that's the thing, right? So hold that thought quickly, okay. right? So uh, Lyft had a similar experience. So they, their price was, they came out at, hold on, let me get my notes. So Lyft, Lyft came out with a initial public offering price of $72 per share. And after their first trade, I think, oh, their current price now is around $51. So they've lost quite a bit as well. But that's over longer. Yeah, they've, yes. been, uh, they've been public for like three months yeah. now or yeah. whatever. Um, but even I'm not sure what their movement was after their first day, but I know it wasn't good. Actually, okay, see, see, that's bad because in the last three months, markets have actually gone up, uh, especially US markets, right? So if Lyft is down over three months, that's that's Lyft, right? Yeah. yeah. The Uber one, um, on months or the Sunday even, Trump tweeted that he the so so I don't know since December there was there's been this truce on mm. the trade war between US and, and China, China, right? So the truce being okay, the, the, um, Trump is not going to increase the tariffs as he had originally intended to. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's just going to wait for neg- negotiations to take place. Okay. Last Sunday evening, he texted, uh, he tweeted <laughs> saying that actually he's going to increase the tariffs and um, he's going to increase them and then the negotiations happens, whatever. As soon as he did that, markets went mad. Wow. Right? During the week, he kept tweeting all these things. So markets, I think, especially... Um, um, What's it called? Um, Uber's on the S&P, not, not New York Stock Exchange, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, I'm not sure. Okay, anyway, 
US equity markets all dropped most of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Therefore, most stocks dropped. Uber just happened to have been listed on a day where it wasn't a great performance. Yeah, and that was definitely a concern that, yeah. okay, so you've got, and that's why, so I'm in an investment group with a couple of friends and we had the idea of maybe getting in on the IPO and I kind of said, I'd wait. I'm not saying Uber's a completely bad investment. I just don't think I'd get in right now. I, I can only what see Francis the price. That's said to me as yeah. well. When yeah, I, yeah. I could only see the price going one way. So we've got concerns around the fact that they've been around for nine years and haven't turned a profit despite the fact that uh, I think Amazon and Facebook turned profits a bit sooner. Yeah. De- okay, they're different companies, different conditions. Yeah. Amazon actually took longer. Did they? Yeah. They, it's they Facebook had, then maybe. Yeah. Took Amazon had free cash flow. Uh, and that's the problem. These guys pro- don't have cash either. They don't, no. And, that's, and that was going to get onto that point. Yeah. So there's a whole issue around these companies being profitable. And I think we're going to jump around here a bit, but let's just do it, right? Um, there's the whole issue about these companies being profitable, but they're not cash generative either. either. So it's like, really, what are you investing in? Mm. It it, it feels like a bet that in the future they're going to be something, right? And I think they're already something. And that's no, but that's the thing. What are they, right? The the thing is with Uber, right? The only reason why I would buy Uber shares Mm. is because I think they're providing some service that everyone uses. Yeah, everyone. I I don't think they can't be duplicated. So, oh, they could. 100% 100% quick, quick example, could be right? So they've been banned now in Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah. Right. And when I went back with Sam a few months ago, there was an app called Taxify or something like that. I think they have it here as well for the black cabs. It's not as user friendly as Uber, but it's user friendly enough. Right. And you download it. I'm, it's on my phone. I, I called the same cabs. So in America, uh, many drivers drive for both Uber and Lyft. Lyft, yeah. So if all the only differentiator is the software, there has to be some sort of tie-in or something that draws keeps me loyal to that but software. I, I think they have a, the brand premium. I would say. I think they do, but yeah. I don't think that's. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't bet my house on that. Okay, but I put it this: I'm not even a, an extreme Uber bull, mm. so I'm not arguing the case for Uber. Right? I would never do yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying the reason why I wouldn't think so, so, something like Snapchat, I would never touch. Okay, right? why? Because I just think it's a useless service. They mm. they provide. They have an app. They're an app provider, right? Yeah. They're not, this is for the kids. Okay, yeah. maybe not the kids, but <laughs> the kids for, are it's, for, adults, it's for a a certain um, demographic that uses it the most. Uh, I don't I don't see a future in Snapchat. I'll say yeah, that, me right? neither. I, don't, I haven't used I it in a long time. Uber does like a, a service that an 18-year-old will use, mm-hmm. a 57-year-old will use. It's yeah. just normal, everyday yeah, service. It's true. Yeah. I, I just I think, think, right, if someone else comes along with innovative tech, um, a funky and cool cool branding, and enough investment, I think they could take significant markets. And Hundred, is, no, but So why hasn't right, it though? been done, though? I think it is happening in different, different markets. So but they failed in China, they failed in Russia, they're having issues in Spain. Yeah. And every country, they have to face different regulations. But then remember, there's also the scale thing, right? They have so much in backing behind them. Yeah, like you just that. mentioned, they're doing the, the, the Moto, whatever. Yeah, yeah See, yeah. they can easily get into that. Yeah, they like can, and that, they can right? buy other companies. They can buy, exactly. Yeah. They, so they have the they're doing the scale in the Uber Eats. They, 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 to me, they're just, they're, prov- they're, they're providing a service which I think has a future. That's the no, only the reason has a future, why definitely. I would think it's a good idea mm. to buy uber cool yeah um one interesting point uh, another interesting point should i say so for both uh lyft and uber and i think for all of the other competitors the the only kind of path to profitability that i could see is autonomous vehicles so as i was saying to francis in a brief intermission we had that you won't know because i edited it out 
Um, Um, this became a bit of a rabbit hole when I started looking into it because it touches and is impacted and impacts so many different things, right? So one of the main ways these guys will become profitable is when they no longer need drivers. So if these cars Mm. are driving themselves, they they could save themselves shed loads of money. And at that point, they become profitable businesses. The issue is for Uber is they're quite behind on autonomous vehicles. Um, That is why they they tried to partner with Google. That partnership fell away. And it was accused of stealing uh, trade secrets. One of their cars killed somebody in Arizona a little while ago. Yeah, twice. Is it yeah. twice? I only heard yeah. about the one. Twice. Um, so from what I've seen, the brief research I've done, and if anybody knows anything more, shout us. Um, they're not on the f- at the forefront of autonomous vehicles. But maybe they don't need to be. Maybe it's a case of when that technology it becomes there, maybe they can buy it or buy into it. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's not going to be them that develops it, even though they invest a lot of money into it. And that's another reason why they're not profitable. They invest so much money into these future products. So Uber, to me, just feels like very much a future bet. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you, you're right. The one thing they do have is shed loads of data, shed loads of users, and a lot of investment. So I think they'll, yeah, they'll always be here. I, I just, I don't know, man. It's, just, it's, it's a very interesting investment to look at. A company that has no profit, has, is not generating any cash, needs investment to survive because they were running out of cash. That's why they had to do this IPO because mm-hmm. they were yeah. running out of money. Yeah, they needed 20 billion. Yeah, and I think that was different with Amazon. Maybe they didn't turn a profit, but they were cash generative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, they, they so they could operate. Right. And that's why cash is king and why cash is so important. Mm-hmm. Many companies focus on profit, but your cash flow is, I th- I'd say, even more important as one, yeah. one guy I had an interview with once told me. Um, cash is king for a reason. Yeah, and um, just to interrupt, Amazon... They they didn't turn a profit not because they weren't generating enough but all of the money they made went straight back into it yeah mm. into making them what they are yeah. today so which is why. I suppose kind of what um, Uber are doing it's just that they're not generate they're not self sufficient basically whereas Amazon seem to have been so do you not see Uber growing then <sighs> you know what Ma- mathematically there's actually a limit of how much they can grow. I'm not too within sure. Within the drive driving, within yeah. the cab driving service yeah. anyway. And that's there why is. Uber Eats is so big for them. That's why exactly. freight is so big. Exactly. Autonomous vehicles. I don't know. Because I, I think that's a question you have to ask yourself with every country they enter. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got bad press in India. A lady was raped. Because I think the checks they do on these drivers, poor. they outsource. Yeah, it was poor. They outsource those checks. And that's another reason why I'm now even questioning if I'm always going to be using Uber. You know, if Sam goes somewhere and she's not got the car, we'll us get in an Uber and she can send me the location. Yeah. I have that. I had that feeling of safety. Yeah. I don't so much now. You know, there was a campaign saying delete Uber when they had the privacy issues that we mentioned earlier. So, I just think that yeah, they are massive. You know, good brand premium, all that kind of stuff. They've got a lot of things going for them. I just don't think they're infallible. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, and, but I agree with that. I just don't I think, think everyone can be replaced, including yeah, Uber. Exactly. Yeah, I think 100%. if someone comes out of Silicon Valley with amazing tech that is that much more convenient than them. So say someone comes out with an all-inclusive apps where it's Uber and Uber Eats all in one app plus your public transport, which is something Lyft do. That's where they differ it slightly differently. So they've tied in public transport into their app. So I say, okay, I want to get to A to B. It will show me all the different ways I can Options. do it. Yeah, so yeah. you can say you can take a Lyft bike to this train station, get on the train to here, then get a, a Lyft car to here. It, it's an all-inclusive kind of mobility mm-hmm. app. Um, and I think that is also where Uber want to go to become, eventually, to become like the Amazon of travel or travel as a service, which is just another silly name, I think, that they've created. Everything's as a service these days. Um, so I think that's where we're going to go. These companies are going to try and 
give us an alternative to owning a car. That's what all these people want to do. Yep. Uh, yep. Because our cities can no longer handle it. You know, they yeah. can't. Traffic's getting progressively worse in the UK and I imagine everywhere else. So the way we tr- move around the world is going to be very different. Um, and that's going to be everything from autonomous delivery. I don't know if you lot have seen those little boxes that drive around the streets. No. Yeah, I've seen. They've been trialing in my area. And essentially what they're going to do is, like in sci-fi films, if I order a pizza, they put in this robot and this robot and will drive it. it to me. What? And only my, maybe my key or my Okay, this is just getting too much, man. <laughs> like, the future is here, guys. Like, And that's why I say this became a bit of a rabbit hole when I started looking into it. Um, so that's where we are with it, really. Um, I don't know. Me, personally, uh, would I buy Uber shares? I would. I think I would, but I think just because of my nature, I'd want to know a little bit more about them, a little bit more about the competitors. And I don't think they'd be the only ride-hailing company I'd invest in. No. That's what I'd say. Yourself, Francis? Yeah, I think I'm kind of in line with what you just said. I, I just think this was a terrible week for them to IPO. Yeah, definitely. Um, the profit thing is quite concerning, but, you know. Question it, for you. Yeah. Do you do companies need to turn a profit? Do they easily turn a profit? Do they need to? I think we had a discussion a while ago mm. as to some investors that's a good question saying, put it is this it way. actually needed at, anymore at some point yes because some people are saying uber may never turn a profit yeah but because you have to remember right um this this valuation this this share price of whatever 50 dollars whatever it is right that is the output of some kind of discounted cash flow model right mm. or some kind of multiple discounted cash flow model do you want to explain that to us? yeah so so yeah you got caught out didn't you <laughs> that, that, okay very simply put right in order to arrive at the price of an asset yeah you look at how much money is this asset going to make me in perpetuity right mm-hmm. over the next 20 years okay. assuming they're they're alive for 20 years yep you're asking yourself how much money will they make me each year right then let's just say for, for some reason you think uber is going to be around for 10 years each year they're going to make you 1 million or they're going to grow by 1 million mm. so that's 10 million you discount that t- 10 million back to today right using yep, some yep, kind yep. of discount rate and then you said that's the value worth paying for uber yeah so and essentially what that's trying to do is the whole time value of money. So the longer you, you don't have your money, the less value it has. Or the more, more into the future your money is, the less value it has to you right now. So the f- calculation Francis just explained accounts for that, basically. Exactly. So therefore, if that profit never happens, then that price today is wrong. Yeah. And it's zero. Yeah. Right? If they, uh, well, it's zero or negative, which is even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, therefore, yeah, yeah. at some point, you have to make a p- turn a profit. Obviously, you never know when that's going to happen. Yeah. But a smart investor could buy the stock now based upon these whatever that may never happen but if he stays in it for long enough he can obviously get out before it actually comes to truth that it's not yeah, going to happen it's not going to do anything so yes at some point I think you do or because at least free uh, sorry at, okay let me rephrase that at some point you need to be able to generate free cash flow okay forget the profit part you need to generate free cash free flow free cash flow yes okay I think that might be the name of the episode then what was something right? to do with free cash flow <laughs> why not I don't know you know I've been working the last contract I did a lot around uh, cash flow analysis yeah. and yeah, cash flow management a lot of it it's very interesting stuff yeah it's, that's the most important measure if you're looking at I stocks think so. right? I, I didn't think so before the last contract I was in but yeah. now yeah yeah because especially as an equity investor you're at the lowest of the low right mm. you get paid after everyone else has yep, been paid yep 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 so yeah cool man 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 but yeah so uh, kind of ah another thing sorry guys yes I this is another part. This is going to be very important to your personal finances. So as I said, 
as I was saying, so main issue with these companies is that, and this is how I was heard, I heard it being put, that the economics don't work, right? Um, drivers are complaining that they're not being paid enough. The companies aren't generating cash or profit. Um, where's the money, right? So it's not like, you know, there, there seems to be no money there. The prices that they're charging us, they can't afford to pay their drivers a decent salary or, 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 or you know, or make a profit. And another issue is all of their drivers are effectively contractors. Yeah. So it's a lot cheaper. Their labor force is very cheap for them, yeah. right? So they're already getting cheap labor because they class them as contractors. And many of us will know, uh, when you say the word contractor, people automatically think you're rich. Um, the kind of, an Uber, someone working for Uber is very different to being a contractor in, you know, a firm of somewhere. Mainly because the, the amounts they're being paid isn't a lot. Um, so not only are they not being paid, so, you, you know, when you're contracting, you don't get the employee protections that you do as a perm, but you're being compensated with enough cash that you can do something for yourself, take out your own life insurance, da 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 da. You have more control, basically. At the levels they're being paid, they can't afford to do any of those things, right? So they've got no employee protections and they're not being paid a significant amount to be able to do those things for themselves, right? And that's why they're striking. Um, so the issue is, where's it going to come from? And many people think prices are going up. Yeah, but you, you've just kind of revealed that the, the biggest flaw in Uber's business model, Go on. which is... Like you just said, right? It's, it's when Uber first started, the whole idea was you find someone who has a car, yeah, who drives their car, but wants to use their car to make money. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they have no costs other than the car they already owe. Yeah, 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 That was the initial business model. Now it's gone to the point where, no, no, they're telling the drivers, go and lease a car. Yeah. And you're going to make enough to cover the lease yep, and yep, make yep, a profit, yep, yep, right? Yep, yep. yep. So this is just going back to what you've said with the contractor security, whatever. So now it seems like the cost for the drivers have gone up so much. It has. It, has. it doesn't make sense anymore. It doesn't make sense. And that's the biggest flaw. And okay. which is why I say mathematically, there's some kind of limit mm. to the growth that Uber can reach, right? Yeah. So yeah, so all that was to tell you is prices on Ubers and ride hailing in general looks like it's going up. So on that note, that's it. So, um, uh, you know, the other guys have said they would invest. I think I would invest in Uber. I'm not, this isn't advice. This, this, this part definitely isn't advice. I would invest in Uber. Um, I just don't know what price I would do. So I that's fair. And that's the next step in my uh, kind of research. What price would I be willing to go in on? Um, just because of their size and who they are, you know, there might be something there. But yeah, that's another one. Um, if you've invested, um, shout us, let us know how that's gotten for you if you're planning on investing you know anything to do with it if you think we've said anything inaccurate or you know could have tightened up somewhere let us know um and yeah thanks take care and see you next right. week peace peace